You're listening to a Mutiny Transmission. You can find more podcasts, videos, books, comics, and records online at mutinyinfocafe.com. Or just stop in the store in Denver and have a coffee sometime. Yeah, man, I do. I do kind of wish that Logan had been able to show up. Macho, macho man. He always he always brings whiskey and snacks. You just said whiskey is a snack, and I don't buy it for a second. Well, I mean, it can be a snack. I've certainly drank whiskey when I'm hungry. <laughs> With hilarious results ensuing. <laughs> Not so hilarious results. Hey, welcome to the motherfucking podcast. I'm Aaron Howell. I'm Tony Lee from the Rock Combo MF Ruckus. From the from the ball explodey rock combo uh, motherfucking ruckus. Never get it right. I like we know just rock combos too. Just blah, huh, sorry, weed's kicking in. Just, rock <laughs> combo. Just using rock combo on its own is cool too, though. Rock combo makes me think of like a Fender Deville. No, no. You know where I got that from is fucking Lemmy. In uh, if you watch Terra Firma, wait, it's either Terra Firma or uh, oh no, you know what? It's Tromeo and Juliet at the very end. Of, no, it's Terra Firma. In uh, in Terra Firma, there's um, uh, extra video at the very end of the movie and it's Trey Parker and Matt Stone walking around uh, uh, playing characters and Lemmy is narrating it and he's like, hello, this is Lemmy from the Rock Combo Motorhead here to talk to you about hermaphrodites. You've never seen that? And Trey Parker and Matt Stone no, are supposed I, to be I, I saw Tromeo and Juliet I also have a picture disc vinyl of the soundtrack of that movie have, have you, you've never seen this thing with, with Lemmy like no. sitting around. Oh, and then there's, uh, in the terra firmer, um, in the terra, terra firma, um, bonus features, there's a commentary with Lemmy where he's sitting there watching the movie and he's just like smoking cigarettes and drinking whiskey <laughs> and commenting on the fucking movie. It's so good. Dude. It's a part written for Lemmy. No, I mean like it's a bonus feature of actual Lemmy sitting and doing the commentary because he's in the movie for like a very short amount of time. <laughs> so it's the commentary of him on the whole movie. Yeah. Wow. <laughs> yeah, it's fucking great, dude. Uh, well, Lemmy was pretty damn cool, man. Yeah, he was cool. Hey, this is, uh, and he was a dirty motherfucker, and this he is our moms, dirty yeah. 30 episode. This is our 30th episode of the podcast. Can you uh, believe it? I can hardly believe it. Yeah, you know what, dude? Like, this, this podcast is 30 episodes old, okay? <laughs> so it's like, you know... It's not a little kid anymore. It can't, like, afford to play around. You know, like, listen to it. Actually, 30 that, episodes. Yeah, yeah you know, the, the, the 30th episode really doesn't have time to be an episode anymore. You know, I really didn't understand myself until I hit 30th episode. I really, I, I like to think that my life really started and I really kind of came into my own at 30th episodes. 
Yeah, I mean, you should have seen me at episode 28. I was a monster. Oh, dude. Episode 24? I, like, it's a miracle I'm alive, man. <laughs> episode 16, I was basically, like, mentally disabled. Like, I, I have no idea how I even, like, was able to dress myself. I was just such a little baby, you know? Yeah. But now I feel like at episode 30, I'm like the person that I'm going to be. <laughs> You know what I mean? At this point in my life, I just feel like I am who I'm going to be for the rest of my life, and I'm never going to change again. Don't you go change it, man. <laughs> Welcome to episode 30. Uh, That's the longest intro of all time. Thank you for listening. Thank you for telling a friend. And, uh, oh, hey, thanks specifically. Thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you to uh, those of you who back us on Patreon.com. Slash MF Ruckus. We just posted today. Uh, we're recording this on Monday, October 1st. It's the first of yeah. the month. Rant. And uh, wake up, wake up, wake up. It's the first of the month. Uh, yeah, so we're recording this on Monday, October 1st. And uh, we. so that means we dropped a motherfucking Monday video today. Yep. Um, uh, of cheap beer, cheap cigarettes, cheap women. Seen it off the uh, off the Dirty Half Dozen album, which is a pretty good second song, if I do say so myself. It's a good second song. It's yeah. a great second song. Yeah, I think I think Cheap Beer is my favorite second song. Actually, it only got replaced by Coffin because now Coffin is a great second song. Well, and because you guys teased me so much about repeating over and over again that it's a great second song. What Coffin or no Cheap, cheap Beer? beer. It's a good second song. It is. It's a great second song. It's also uh, it's also both in the key of A, A flat. Yeah. So they 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 mesh together pretty well. So we dropped that today on YouTube and Facebook. But if you're on our Patreon page, you got it a week ago, and you got a new video today. Yep. We dropped. Uh, there's a video of us doing "Long Live Rock and Roll" by. Um, by Dio and, and Rainbow, Richie Blackmore's Rainbow, yeah. which uh, which I don't know. I'm did Dio write the lyrics Fuck, for man. those songs? Like I've never known if he was an actual songwriter or if he just did songs that other people wrote. So that's another thing you're Didn't allowed J to do. J.R. Tolkien write all his music. <laughs> that's another thing that you're allowed to do, by the way, at episode thirty. That was an author. Is joke. you kind of burp in your own mouth while you're talking into a microphone, which I just <laughs> at episode thirty. Yeah, at episode thirty, it's acceptable. <laughs> episode thirty is just full of acid reflux. Yeah, uh... <laughs> and diets. Um. Yeah, so so if you're on our Patreon page, you got to see that video a week early. We send you guys all the motherfucking Monday videos a week early. Uh, we started doing that, so thank you so much, guys, for your continued support. Uh, if you want to continue to support us or tell a friend to come support us, you can check that out at patreon.com slash mfruckus. Yeah, right on. Uh, so, man, it, we haven't seen each other since we got back from tour, right? I don't know. Like, seems like yesterday. Yeah, it does seem like yesterday. It just seems like an eternity when I don't get to see you, Tony. <laughs> no, it seems like yesterday to me. <laughs> <laughs> it hasn't been long enough. It hasn't um, been long enough. So, by the way, I'm leaving. I'm leaving the state again. Yeah, I know. You're going. You're going to Chicago for a visit. To did you? Yeah. Yeah. Well, what are you guys going? You're going to do. Um, a show get, for skips, right? Get comfortable, right? Aaron. Look at you. Fuck yeah, dude. This is the napping spot. The what are you talking spot. about? I've taken so many naps in this room. Sometimes 
like well, we're a little busy right now. Well, like, yeah. <laughs> sometimes, seriously, sometimes I'll come to the office because Sarah works graveyards. So I'll come here uh, like on a Saturday morning if I don't have to work or I'll, I'll come like I basically have to leave the house at 7 a.m. because she's a light sleeper and she can't deal with me making noise around the house. So at the like when I get up at seven in the morning, sometimes I'll come here and I'll work, but there have been more than a couple of times when I've come here and just taken a nap on the couch <laughs> or like between jobs or something like that. What a country. Yeah, it's great. Um, well, this list says post tour blues. Oh yeah. Well, I, you were going to tell me about your trip to Chicago coming up. Oh, uh, yeah. I'm going to Chicago. The staggers are recording, um, the rest of the rest of the rest of the next record, the and the record's gonna be called "We're Doing All Right." Dot Con- dot dot. Considering, considering. <laughs> <laughs> I love that album title. Yeah, man. that's gonna be a good one. That's and really so all the all the new songs you heard on tour, like that, those are all the ones that are going on there. You guys should call the next album "Go by Train." Go by Train. Yeah, we we the, the whole reason why we're recording now is because of this last tour. Like you guys are all primed and tight. Right. And like we we just played all these songs over and over and over. Um, on tour, and then we, you know, we obviously had the practice beforehand. Like, so it's just what you know, ten days of of playing all that over and over. Mm-hmm. And now we're going to go into uh, Legendary Studios in Chicago with Mike, Mike Corcoran from uh, Deals Gone Bad. Mm-hmm. And uh, yeah, we're going to knock that one out. And then on Saturday, we're going to be playing Skibbs's birthday. At Livewire. Gene Skibbins, producer of the show, That's by right. the way. Hey, uh, Skibbs, since I can't be there, I just wanted to say happy birthday and thank you for everything that you do. And we love you and we appreciate you and we just think your cheeks are so pinchable and rosy and cute and adorable and we love you. I'm going to tell him something like that well, he's when gonna... I see him in his face behind closed doors. <laughs> you got to tell him something with your mouth. <laughs> Well, yeah, that's that's so that's gonna be that'll be cool, man. Chicago, man. That'll be cool. I'm excited to hear the new recordings. The it's the stuff tight. that you guys have done already um, for because uh, you guys released the cassette with uh, Used to Party and the uh, single the single. Well, you you released uh, Used to Party and um, once or once twice. or twice. Yeah. So that's not a single because there's more than one song wait no no because singles have two songs on them yeah one on each side a lot of times like a single would have one song and then they have the remix on the back or not even the back side b you know you know what because single i had and i listened to it like a lot which one is i had the crash test dummies (laughs) nice Mm -mm. yeah but it had three songs on it Mm. it was uh it was mm -mm -mm -mm, and god shuffled his feet and after oh it was four songs afternoons and coffee spoons and uh how does a duck know you ever heard that song no how does a duck know which direction south is and how to tell his wife from all the other ducks the 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 inspirations of bands you like just like totally makes sense how it shaped you as a person (laughs) well dude most of my first cd purchases were either like my parents came with me to media play and and i would buy something and they'd take a look at it and go all right that's cool you know like they check the parental advisories on it and stuff like that which only made us want them more what about chocolate and cheese chocolate and, okay now that's a different story hold on uh 
or I got stuff from like the Columbia house, like CD club. You know what I'm talking about? Where it's like a hundred CDs for a penny. Like, oh yeah. That's how I got my first album. Actually the yeah. first album like that I owned that my folks got from Columbia, you know? Right. Yeah. So like, you I can that. pick one. And I was like sick. And I picked a doozy. I'll tell you in a second. So, so I, I, I got like green jello and rancid. Let's go at, like green, the both Green Jello albums and Rancid Let's Go at Media Play. I got Bad Religion, Grateful Dead, um, uh, Better Than Ezra, uh, the Crash Test Dummies, uh, uh, you know, a bunch of stuff like that off of Columbia House. And then I got I the first time I went like kind of by myself unsupervised. I went to Disco Round and I saw chocolate and cheese on the shelf. And it was the chick with the bottom boob, like the, the, the real, sh- the real short yeah. shirt. And, and I was a, and wearing like the ween championship belt yeah, thing. Yeah. And I was a pervy little kid. So I bought it just cause it had the boobs on it. <laughs> I took it home, rubbed one out and then listened to it. And I was like, this album is brilliant. Like dude, I, I <laughs> it never spoke to you, dude. I was like, how, how are they making all those different voices and how many guys are in this band? And I'm like looking at the picture and it's fucking just Diener and Jeaner standing under a waterfall somewhere. And I'm like, can't just be these two guys. How are like my, my brain didn't understand how multi-track recording worked. It didn't understand how pitch shifters worked or electronic music at all. I just didn't understand it. Everything yeah. was still a mystery at that point. So what was what was the doozy that you bought? The Columbia House doozy that I got at the ripe age of like seven or whatever it was, was the Wayne's World soundtrack. That's not a doozy. It was awesome. Dude, I, bar- I borrowed that. A, a doozy someone. as in it was a fucking badass Dude, soundtrack. that's, a, grad- that's yeah. a badass one. Yeah. I, bar- I actually borrowed that from someone at school. You know why? Because it kicked ass. it's a great ass. album. Dude, so many people I had I didn't that. spend my time in no better than Ezra bullshit, man. I was sitting there rocking Foxy Lady, man, thinking about Garth and fucking electric guitar before I even knew how to play the damn thing. Dreamweaver, Gary Wright. That was yeah. on that shit. Um, yes, Foxy Lady was on that shit. The ball, ballroom Blitz. Ballroom Blitz was on that. That was one of my favorites. From was it the, the Tia Carrera? It was the Tia Carrera mm-hmm. version too. Well, it was like her the Crucial the, Taunt. Crucial Taunt's version, <laughs> right? Yeah. How are the shitty Beatles? They, they suck. suck. It's not just a clever name. <laughs> Man, that which was, is a clever line. It's such a good movie. Oh, Queen, Bohemian Rhapsody. Absolutely, yeah. That's kind of what got me into Queen, and then. Um, my dad got uh, Greatest Hits Volume 1 and 2, and I kind of like dove into that. Queen, the, what got me into Queen was uh, the Live Killers record. Yeah, They're always a background, a background band to me. And then when I found Live Killers and heard the live version of We Will Rock You, I was fucking sold. How old were you? Mm, I was a teenager. I see. I want to say, like, the Wayne's World soundtrack, I heard it. I was pretty that, young. That, that Wayne's World soundtrack didn't, like... I got that record and then didn't pay attention to music. So I was like, oh, you didn't pay nine. attention to Queen on that. See, I thought love- no. I, I like I listened to it because I really liked the movie and like thought the music was cool. I loved Bohemian Rhapsody the first time I heard it. Loved it. Man. Oh yeah, it was so good. Uh, I probably loved it because you made the silly face with the high voice. You know, me. Oh yeah. Well, and it was just a neat song. I I've, and I get kind of annoyed when people. Um, you know how it's kind of fashionable to like be like, 
I don't like the Beatles. There, I said it. I don't like Led Zeppelin. Or there's a whole podcast based on that called Your Favorite, your favorite Band, Band Sucks. Sucks. You know, want to know something and funny? It's hilarious. I actually I back uh, Tyler Mahan Co on Patreon, and I back him for. Um, Cocaine and rhinestones, and I almost considered pulling out of the cocaine and rhinestones Patreon because of your favorite band sucks, and just hearing some of the hateful shit he was saying on that on yeah. that show. It's pretty fucking funny. I, it's funny, but I was also like, ah, dude, you're just nasty and mean. <laughs> well, that's it's, the whole fucking point of the thing. Well, but dude, then I wrote something on the Patreon page. Of course you did. I was like, well, no, I was like, hey. You should do something on the the Ween Country album, blah blah blah. And he was just like, the only way I'm going to do something, and that's how he talks. He's like, the only way I'm going to do something about the Ween Country album is if it happens to fall on April Fool's Day, or I might do Ween on your favorite band sucks, and da 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 da. da. And I was like, hey, that's funny. I can't wait to hear it. You son of a bitch. Yeah, <laughs> they hit a soft spot with you. You left yourself nasty, wide open. Cynical. You cock. Sucker. You put your heart on your sleeve and extended it to that nice man, and he just shot you down. I don't know. I I am not a fan of uh, I'm not a fan of the popularity of cynicism necessarily. Like I don't. I just don't think it's nice. You know what I mean? And I've been. I have certainly been a shit talker in my life for sure. But now that I'm, like, on episode 30... Yeah, now that I'm 30... Yeah, now that... But, no, seriously, now that I'm older, and and I never understood this with, like, my dad, my uncles, and stuff like that, because they always thought that cynical comedians were really mean. You know what I mean? And now that I'm a little bit older, I find cynicism to be kind of a turnoff. You know, I find it to be a little bit like, why why you got to talk shit about stuff that people love? Why you got to... Why you got to dog on stuff that people find entertaining and that brings joy into their lives. Like there, well, there what, people, if, what if they ask you about it? If, if someone were to, if someone were to ask me an opinion about something that I, I wasn't a big fan of, here's the so thing. You had no hate in your heart. That's I, a problem. I, well, and that's the thing is I wouldn't invest the emotion of hatred into talking about it. I like, Maybe I would, I used to do that, but I think that people associate their identity as much with what they hate as with what they like. I hate you too. You know what I mean? Like you love, like, uh, like, fuck you uh, too. Like I heard a guy recently, a guy that I knew from work, he was like, I hate country music. And I'm like, hate it. You hate it. You summon the emotion of hatred for a genre of music. Why do you hate it? And he had no real explanation. He's like, well, I grew up in Florida. And I go, <laughs> okay. And? and he goes, well, and it was just, you know, all the like rednecks listen to it and stuff. It's just so annoying. And I'm like, so you, I, I, I want to make sure I'm right here. You summon the emotion of hatred for a genre of music. To me, that just, it seems made up. You know, like I don't. Well, hate hates being used differently. It's like it's accepted to say I hate this band because you don't like that. Band. Well, but people identify themselves with it. Like if someone goes, if someone goes, I love this band. It's because they want to tell you, like, 
this band especially, I'm highlighting this band in my sentence right. so that you understand who I am as a person. People use the word hate in the same way to color their identity and go, Absolutely. this is who I am and this is who I want to show you who I am. Yeah, and so I, to me, you know, I hate you. Just, t- I hate you too. You hate you too? Mm-hmm. You actually hate you no, too? No, I'm just saying that sentence to color it the right way. What actually happens when I listen to you too is that the music goes in my ears. It makes my stomach and my mouth kind of curl and go, You actually ew. have a physical ab reaction to listening to you too? It's cool. Ew. Dude, I'm just yeah. kind of I'm just kind of ambivalent to him. You know what I mean? Like I don't love you two. I can pick you two out as soon as it comes on because it gives me a different reaction to my ear hole. I've, I I guess I don't know, man. I guess I just kind of made conversation right at that radio. Pop. Like I used to feel that way about like um, "Don't Stop Believing" by Journey, but then I realized that that was just something that I kind of picked. And I was just like, <laughs> well, you don't, you don't I'm hate mildly annoyed by this song. You're not, you don't I, hate the song. You hate the reaction it gets around drunk young girls in a bar. Well, what it was when I, when I used to tell people that, that shit hated, don't annoying. stop believing. It was when you and I worked at the one up yeah. and people would, would play it at nauseum. A lot. And then whenever you would go to a karaoke bar, remember when benders used to do karaoke, of course. there was always some drunk idiot doing don't stop believing. And it, it was got to the point where it was, it was annoying. But now I'm at this point where I just don't summon that emotional response to it anymore. You know what I mean? I'm like, I never really hated it. It mildly annoyed me. And it was a f- kind of a funny anecdote to be like, Oh, I hate this song. And here's why it's kind of like a little, a little treasure trove of information about me that I could spread to people and be like, Hey, now you know a little something about me. Nice to meet you. Da, 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 da. You too still sucks. <laughs> But they don't yeah, they like do. YouTube. YouTube is not music that I like listen to at home, but they don't suck. Like yeah. they write great songs and, and they produce music that is pleasing to the ear. It's just not the thing that I'm it, particularly yeah, it was, into. Well, not for me. Like you just said, they produce music that's good down the ear. I don't like it. Like, like I hate it. You can't even, you can't even acknowledge like, that the, that the edge gets and, to play one fucking note and use a delay pedal for fucking the rest of the goddamn song. Okay, now this Fuck is him. this is definitely has to do with like your internal value system. It has nothing to do with the music <laughs> itself. It does it's because do you're a guitar purist. No, and you you grew up with like like real guitar players on the record. Like you're you know you were listening to. Ted Nugent, goddamn right. You were listening to the Beatles, man, and you were listening to Stevie Ray Vaughan. That's a guitar player. You were listening to Jimmy Page and fucking Keith Richards and and da 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 and all these people, right? And Brian Setzer. That's another one that you really like. I did like him. So it, I I would dare contend that it has less to do with your actual experience of listening to the music and more with how it trips up your value system surrounding (laughs) music. All right, maybe you're right. You know, you're a purist, so for you to listen to that, it's like one note over and over again with your delay pedals. You fucking need you hack. <laughs> you know? He's not a hack. He's like one of the most famous guitar players on the planet. <laughs> and they're and they're great songwriters. Bullshit. Know? Now, I am not a huge fan. But, you know, if like with or without you or uh, or Sunday Bloody Sunday or something comes on the radio, I'm not like, ugh, and change it. I am absolutely that's exactly how I really? look. Yeah. It, it's like it's like people who sit there and they go, 
God, Stairway to Heaven sucks. Yeah. It's like the only reason you think that Stairway to Heaven sucks is because it's been played so much on the radio that it's be like it's it's been run into the ground. And the reason it got run into the ground is because it's a fucking masterpiece. It's the same thing with Bohemian Rhapsody. Bohemian Rhapsody is those last two songs are masterpieces. That, those songs are masterpieces. Fucking with or without you is fucking bullshit. There are people who will straight up say Bohemian Rhapsody sucks. And it's like, when I hear stuff like that, I'm like, based on what criteria does it suck? Oh, Oh, well, I hate it. Okay, the fact that you hate it doesn't mean that it sucks. You know what I mean? You're right. It doesn't mean that it's played badly. I I don't know. I have... It sucks to me, okay? (laughs) (laughs) It sucks... In my opinion. In my opinion, they're fucking bullshit. The experience of listening to their music sucks for me. It's like, sucks? It causes you pain and suffering to listen to a song? Yeah. It's like a fucking little mini torture chamber if I'm in the back seat and somebody's playing you too. Oh, I I don't know, man. I actually I was on a, I was on a drive yesterday. Me and Laura and a, and a mutual friend were were driving around town and uh, she put on what's the band called? Twenty One Pilots. You ever heard of this band? Yeah. Man, not good. I couldn't name pro- one song. Pro- produced very well. Oh, there was. I can't fucking remember what it was. Definitely not my type of music. But produced well, and uh, I don't know. I, I didn't like hate that. It was just like mm, not good. There are certain sounds that I find annoying, like you too, like like if someone the sound of Bono's voice and the sound of the Edge's guitar are bad enough to yeah oh absolutely it's twice as bad too like you know what would be annoying to me is if some guy was sitting here on the couch and just started going (laughs) in my ear for a really long time yeah but not you ever seen that South Park episode where uh, a South Park episode where Stan's dad Randy is trying to like be hip and not show his age because he and he wants to like get into younger music, but the old people who the old people who listen to that music they can't hear it they can't hear the music for what it is all they hear is just farts coming oh, out oh yeah yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> that's that's you know music is subjective so you two sounds like fucking turds to me. Where it might sound like uh, does, does, now does that feeling transfer to another medium? I'm sorry that uh, you feel that way. Is Do there I? is there are there like if you look are there paintings that if you look at them you're like oh I hate this yeah I'm sure there's art that you just you hate it me personally yeah like like it, it makes you angry like you go ah oh, <laughs> I, I hate Monet or like, actually yeah oh. there's there's some art in Denver that I go. What the fuck's this bullshit? What, what for? Some artists, like like independent artists, but is it because no, 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 like a lot of the, like some of the city art and stuff, you know? Like what? The horse on the big chair. Why? You don't like the horse on the big chair? Just why? <laughs> you know, just why? I think it's silly. Yeah. But I don't hate it. No, I don't, I don't hate it. It's just like, yeah. Like why? I don't, I don't. You got nothing better to do with this one. I don't summon the like energy and look at that thing and go. Ah, you know, and I just—I think you're just taking the hate too literal, is what it is. Oh, I mean, words—words words are a reflection of our experience, Fine. our internal experience. And I'm just saying that many people they use what they hate to say something about themselves. The same as you would wear a T-shirt or put a bumper sticker on your car or. Uh, 
post your interests on uh, your Facebook profile, you know, like you're sculpting a little Zen garden to let people know what you're all about. And I, I don't know. I just, I think it's interesting. It's all. Uh, Fine. YouTube still sucks. <laughs> Fine. YouTube still sucks. I feel like I just got yelled at for not liking YouTube. That's the thing. For hating YouTube. <sighs> I, Here we go again. I don't think you hate him. I think that you you You're prefer right. not to listen to him. You're right. Um. Oh. Uh, I hate you. <laughs> you don't hate me. I hate you as well. I hate you. I hate you also. Yeah. I hate you too. <laughs> Remember when Jerry would be like, uh, you know, a girlfriend would tell him, I love you. And he'd be like, I love you too. You, you know, know, Bono, Bono and, and the gang. gang. <laughs> <laughs> um, so uh, we're back from tour. We're back from tour. We are. God, I'm the master of segues, aren't I? Master of segues. And uh, master. Aaron tells David tour story of front lines of good times. And go. <laughs> master of segues. I don't know how to transition. Uh, yeah, so we're back from tour. And is, is there anything that since we got back from tour that has... Um, like, since you've been home and have time to integrate, like, is there anything... I'm that, leaving tomorrow. I'm not going, I'm not back yet. <laughs> oh, are you, you're just kind of like, like, uh, transferring planes right now. Yeah. You're kind of at a transfer. What do, what do you call that? Tra- a transfer. Fuck. I don't know. <laughs> the time in between doing something else. So, okay. The lull. But since we've gotten back to Denver is, is there anything else about the tour? Like that is kind of standing out for you like that's still hanging out that's residual with you like kind of an experience or something that's been running through your head just like an idea that has come about from that still think seattle's pretty wicked yeah seattle's really cool this time of year especially yeah very pretty up there and the music scene is pretty fucking rad it, it seems like it was just so fun seeing all the friends and and we've, we we covered that in the last episode for sure but um but I will say I've been thinking more and, and we talked about this in the last episode. Um, I've been thinking a lot more about what we talked about, about, um, I just said about like a lot of times <laughs> what we, uh, Maybe you should be self-conscious about it. What we, <laughs> don't be so self-conscious. And then you become self-conscious about being self-conscious and it makes you more self-conscious. Um, uh, but we were talking about kind of like, the most important things about going on tour, like what the priorities are and how kind of the experience I had is that it kind of reorganized my priorities a little bit and it's less. Yeah. About, it didn't do that for me at all. See it, it, I really have focused our touring on like, we should go build this market, you know, because we haven't been there in a while and people want to see us and, and we've got this show that we can go out and do, but really, you know, we've been, we've been going to Seattle for such a long time and we had a mixed bag of shows while we were out there. And what, what really ended up standing out more than anything was the hangs and the fun and all that. Yeah. So I've been thinking a lot more about just kind of prioritizing touring around places that we want to go and people we want to go with. Like I want to go on tour with blind staggers like forever now. You know, what's a really good takeaway from this for me was, uh, Always stay in an Airbnb that holds nine people. Holy shit. Wasn't that great? Those are nice houses. Made made me, when I came home, my house was a piece of (laughs) shit, dude. (laughs) Fuck it. Those places were so nice. Yeah, but I mean, 
the, 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 it's got my shitty smell to it, the, you know? The place you live at in Denver is, like, in, intended to be a, a temporary home. It like, is temporary. It's, it's not like yeah, we'll be a back. vacation yeah. place. I'll be back in Chicago in no time. Yeah. yeah. Well, I'll oh, miss you no, so man. much. Uh... You went to see Pitch Invasion and Hot Apostles at Three Kings. God, I suck at the segues. Yeah. You're so bad. Yeah. I'll just I'll I'll do them from now on. All right. Speaking of Insert segue here. Speaking of what Aaron just said, I did go see Pitch Invasion and the Hot Apostles. I mean the Pitch Invasion and Hot Apostles. How was the show? Awesome. Really good, man. It was, it was I was telling you earlier it was like being at Three Kings ten years ago. Yeah, just like getting lot, to hang out with all the old Three Kings people. It was really, really cool, man. I saw uh, Bart and uh, Shane and Rob Dog and uh, Jim from Pitch Invasion and Joey. A whole bunch of guys, you know. Tate yep. and Sammy, Tate's folks, you know. Yep. Aaron and Tay. It's just a lot of, pe- a lot of people hanging out. How were, uh, how were the Hot Apostles? Very, very cool. And, and Rocky had just become a citizen. That's right. She was rocking the fuck out. Congratulations. To Rocky from Hot Apostles, who uh, is now officially a U.S. citizen. That's she. Very, she definitely knows more about the country than I do now. Th- that's what you said to her, right? Skilled, yeah. You were like, you were like, hey, congratulations! You probably know more about my country than I do. I told her I was embarrassed to say that you definitely know more about my country than I do if you just pass the test. Yeah, man, that's really cool. Uh, that is really really cool. Um, I also went to a show the other night. Sarah and I went and saw Chelsea Wolf and Russian Circles. See, at, now that's a segue. At, <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry, did I ruin it? Um, we went and saw. Uh, I mean, it was just dynamite, you know? Flawless. Really quite good. Yeah. It was topical and relevant, yeah. is the best part I felt. And there was no break in between. Between. And you didn't go, uh, oh, let's see, uh, what does the page say, uh, oh, so you had a cheese sandwich earlier today. (laughs) Oh, oh, um, totally off topic. Of course. Of course. (laughs) Why the fuck wouldn't it be? So Logan, Logan's been doing a lot of comedy recently. So I've been like thinking of jokes and like writing stuff for Logan and and I came up with a joke yesterday and I want to run it by you. And I tried it out on a couple Shoot. of people at work and 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 it got mixed responses. So And the crowd went mild. Okay. So here's the joke. You know what chaps my ass? What? Moisture, friction. Not good. <laughs> not good. That was not a joke. That is good. Like you go up to someone and you're like, you're like, man, you know what chaps my ass? And they're like, what? They're expecting you to like lay it down and and then you're like moisture, friction. You should, Seriously, my ass really, really. You, you should say, hey man, you know what chaps my ass? Wet jeans. <laughs> yeah, that's a joke. I just like you know moisture. Don't work. <laughs> I think it's a great go, go, joke. Go wet jeans. I think I think it's a great joke. Um, but yeah, so uh, Sarah and I went. I took your joke from a four to a seven, pal. All right. <laughs> oh, we're just spitballing here. Yeah, we're just spitballing. Here. We're, uh, you know, this just, is this is what they yeah. call punch yeah. up, kicking the old peanut around. 
This is punch up. Um, so yeah, so we went to Cervantes to go see, um, Chelsea Wolf and, uh, and Russian circles. And it was a lot of really serious, uh, gothy metal death hippie type of people. You know what I mean? Like a lot of, a lot of girls with like Ouija board back patches and, and floppy hats and long fingernails and, and big flowy skirts and, 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 uh, runes tattooed on their knuckles. You know what I'm talking about? Oh yeah. 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 And a lot of guys with never with black rim glasses and and uh, beards and male pattern baldness and that kind of smell like a mix between um, tequila and Palo Santo wood burning and sage. You know what I mean? And um, <laughs> like. <laughs> just just listening to this like loud droning fucking crazy spooky like wrist cutter music and um <laughs> really great show russian circles fucking incredible they had the light guy from neurosis i found out i ran into uh, grant from in the company of serpents and he was telling me that what was uh, it at? it was at cervantes of all places which yeah. i thought was a weird place to have a metal show um because it's kind of a hippie venue, you know. They do mostly like hip hop and jam band stuff, but uh, but it sounded great. The sound was incredible, and I ran into Grant from In the Company of Serpents, and uh, he was telling me, uh, you know, a little bit about the band, and he told me that they had the same light guy from Neurosis, so their light show was fucking incredible. And you're always talking about like getting a light, a light guy. Getting a light guy. Are you kidding me? No, we definitely need to get a light guy. But uh, so did you get his number? It, the guy, the light mm-hmm. guy? Yeah. No, I didn't even get down close enough to meet him. But, oh, and uh, Grant and I were talking about um, Sebastian Bach. And I was telling him the story Bach. about when I was on the Monsters of Rock cruise. And Sebastian Bach was all drunk on stage at, like, this, like, like tribute show thing that uh, a bunch of the rock stars did. I thought did. he was a sober guy. Sebastian Bach? No, dude. He's a snarling, wasteoid fucking jerk, man. <laughs> he, I saw him uh, on a reality TV show, and he was like a workout freak. Oh, dude. He was so wasted, and he was like, this guy is in the crowd just kind of yelling and, you know, stoked about the show. And Sebastian Bach thought he was yelling something at him. And he goes, hey, motherfucker, do you know who the fuck I am? I will destroy you. You better Google that shit, motherfucker. And he, like, calls to his oh, head of security. That's attractive. And has the guy thrown out and shit like that. What was he saying? Dude, the guy was just like, fuck yeah! Like, excited about the show. And Sebastian Bach thought he was talking shit to him. And kicked him out of the show? Kicked him out of the show, yeah. He's like, he's like, I don't want this motherfucker in here. Do you know who I am? I'll destroy you. Like, dude, Wow, that's really ugly. Bad. Yeah, it was really nasty. But I was talking to uh, Grant from In the Company of Serpents about that. And he's like... He's like, it's like, man, anytime I hear that kind of story about the, like, do you know who I am? Like, and shit, he's like, do you know who you are? In 50 years, we're all going to be dust, motherfuckers. <laughs> like, just kind of talking about, like, don't matter. You're going to die. You're going to be in a coffin eventually. But, uh. Well, I mean, you can have a legacy and be a legend. Like, Beethoven died a long time ago. I would argue that even. The Beatles will be forgotten on a long enough timeline. Who do you think? Human, I don't, his, I, I don't human think history so. isn't that long yet. I don't think so because, like, you usually get like one every hundred years since like kind of modern instruments have been made, right? 
but eventually there will be no one left to remember anything. Okay, I see what you're saying. You know what God I mean? Damn it. So on the lo- on a long enough timeline, we'll talk now, about I will aliens. say this. You know, one of the main one of the main uh, values of our band in like the the manifesto fraterno is this idea of maybe forever like our music could possibly live forever like how uh chuck berry's music is on the voyager satellite i was thinking more like how the wild stallions is like the national anthem for everybody in the future well right but i mean they're not taking the long enough timeline into account eventually oh you're going for actual forever yeah even after the black hole swallows everything up yeah I mean, eventually, eventually, sentience as, like, among all species and beings in the universe will be snuffed out. You know, all the lights are going to go out eventually. You do live in Colorado. You have a lot of mountains here. We can carve some stuff into the wall. That'll really last. But here's here's the the, the one... That's our next record. It's going to be on the fucking walls of Red Rocks. Like the Lazarus Bowl, man. Um, No, there's this this idea... uh, Whichever satellite it is that got launched into space that um, has like a it has like a, a record inside of it that has a recording of like hello in a bunch of different languages. It's got some Chuck Berry music on it. It's got I know some what stuff you're by about. Carl Sagan. Yeah. You know what I'm talking about? Yeah. So you know what I'm about. in theory, Chuck Berry's music could live forever in the sense that it could go to other civilizations and be discovered and then passed on to other civilizations so, and on and on. So we just need like a rocket scientist friend. Yeah, we just need someone to shoot a rocket into space that exists with um, with some of our <laughs> with some of our music in it. Um, how do you think Parker would respond to finding out that an alien species discovered our music and they wanted us to come to their planet and play? Like if they were like, wait, uh, this is, <laughs> uh, this is Quarfagot from the, from the, <laughs> from the Nutsack Nebula and, and we love your band and we'd like to have you come perform a concert for us. And we'd be like, hey, Parker, you got to acknowledge space is real. <laughs> no. He'd be like, no, they just, they're, they live outside the ice wall. Right. There's an ice wall. Uh, well, that kind of went all over the place, didn't did, it? Did you, uh, you watch that, that documentary, 200 Proofs, right? Or 200 Truths? 200 Proofs. I watched as much as I could. <laughs> as much as I, I could. I made it about 20 minutes into it, and then my eyes just kind of glazed over. And then rolled, I started just watching. Backwards. Well, and then I started watching a bunch of debunk uh, videos. How could you not? It's the next one, like on the list. Right. I watched like three debunk- debunking videos, and all the debunking. How much videos, time did you spend watching those videos, though? I probably watched about twenty minutes of each because that's how long they were. Two hundred proofs is like two three hours, hours long. All of those fucking like flat earth fucking videos are like three hours long. And and, and dude, three fucking hours the, the, long. The rebuttals are all fifteen to twenty minutes, and they're and they all have the same exact tone. Yeah, and the tone is all no idiot. Listen, <laughs> here's the like you know, help yourself to a science book basically. <laughs> like they're like. If you were to use these instruments, if you were to use trigonometry, if you were to use this, if you were to do a Google search, you would find that that's just simply incorrect. And most of what 200 proofs, quote unquote, is, is a bunch of assertions. It's a bunch of, uh, it's basically a bunch of repeating of the same uh, fallacious logic um, and, and just like 
junk math and science. Anyway, uh, man, that kind of just took a bunch of tight turns there, didn't it? Well, you take a lot of tight turns. Man. We just went. We just went through a maze of a. It was like we were being chased by a minotaur through a maze of conversation, and then we just found ourselves at the middle and we're trapped. And now the minotaur is going to eat us alive. I think you need to smoke one more. Okay. Let's take uh, a break. Let's let's uh, take let's a take break. a quick weed break and then do some news. News time. And we're back. And we're back. You know what? I wanted to say... Uh, Good evening. The one, one thing we didn't talk about, and uh, we'll get to maybe later in this this episode, is that you told Damon the entire story of Frontlines of Good Times. Oh, yeah. That's right. Yeah. We'll get into that in, 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 towards the end. Maybe um, after commentary or something. Yeah. Yeah. So... Uh, so a few news items. Um, for those of you who follow us on Patreon, you know this, but uh, we switched over to month to month on um, on our Patreon campaign. We were doing it per issue of the Frontlines of Good Times, but since we were unable to even get a second one out because we didn't have any. We didn't have any operating capital. We were unable to give anyone anything. And, uh, yeah, putting out a comic is super it's fucking really expensive. Hard. So a few, um, a few of the fine folks who back us just said, look, you know, I just wanted to help you guys out. Um, so uh, I think you guys should switch to month to month. We took a gamble. And a few people decided, understandably, to bow out. That wasn't what they were into. And I've had conversations with all of them, and it's all totally cool. But most of the people um, have stayed on so far and, uh, you know, just want to want to help us uh, keep getting stuff out and keep making music. Um, all the funds that we're generating from our Patreon campaign right now, this month, they're all going to Evergroove Studio to help put out the new record. And uh, that should be coming out pretty soon. I think it, it's, too. It, it'll be out around the first of the year. I think so, so it's super exciting. So those of you on our Patreon, we are going to be releasing. Um, we're going to be doing some early releases of uh, songs from that album as they get mixed and mastered. It's scheduled. Uh, we We've got a studio session scheduled for November, and then I think in December it's going to go for Mix and Master. So, so uh, on the topic of that comic book, right? How it is super expensive to come out with, and super hard to produce, and all all the obstacles it takes to release this thing, right? Have you seen Tenacious D's new series of episodes called Post Apocalypto? No. Okay, so they have a new animated series. <laughs> and when I saw the trailer, it's like, it's all drawn by Jack Black, right? Right. So, and <laughs> the animation is just the worst, you know, it's really, really bad animation. And finally, the first episode comes out. Me and Laura, of course, watch it the day it comes out and it's not even animated. It's stills. Jack Black's stills, like fucking draw, like drawn in, pictures, drawn in five minutes, you know? And it's Jack Black, Jack Black and Kyle Gaz voicing the episode, the animated, not even animated episode. Um, and then at the end of it, they have a song. Is it cool? The song is. 
But the Anna, the, the, the I'm, story. I'm very biased because I'm sitting here going, banging my head on the wall because we don't have any fucking capital come out with our comic book. Yeah. These guys have all the fucking capital they need in the world. And they made that And thing. they made that bullshit. Are you kidding me? <laughs> oh, man. That's too funny. So, and and Laura didn't, didn't care for it that much either. She's like, eh, it's not that great. But we're watching it on YouTube. So, like, another channel pops up where they're doing, like, some live skit that they did, like, a year or two ago. It's a super clever idea. Oh, fucking it's fucking I mean, even even if it's like the execution is kind of like those guys have been making fun of all my bands my whole life. <laughs> yeah, dude, that's pretty cool. Yeah, it is. I'll have to check it out. I love today. So so yeah. So uh, those of you who have been backing us on Patreon, thanks for sticking it out. We really appreciate it. We are we uh, we're not gonna let you down. Yeah. We're gonna... If worse comes to it, we'll get Jack Black to draw some pictures in five seconds. <laughs> Yeah. So, um, so yeah, we're, we're working on plenty of stuff. Uh, if you want to see what the hell we're talking about, go to patreon.com slash MF ruckus to learn more about that. Um, or MF ruckus.com or MF ruckus.com. Uh, Next show coming up is October 9th at Streets of London with Most Generator, Throttle Bomb, and Smolder and Burn. Uh, I'm really excited to see Most Generator play. Um, I've been seeing videos of the stuff that Tony Reed from Most Generator does, like his practice um, routine, uh, because they don't all live in the same city. So what Tony Mm. Reed does to rehearse to get ready for tours is he just plays along with his own stuff at full volume and like his amp turned all the way up and listening to uh the music on on a pa and just like playing by himself it's pretty badass um i'm really excited to see him i've, I've heard nothing but good things uh, they were playing right down the street from us the night we were in Bellingham, Washington. And from what I heard, their their show was kind of quiet, too. That just seemed like a uh, quiet night in Bellingham. What an interesting show. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. We it, Listen to the last episode if you want to hear about our Bellingham show. It was, I dare say it was worth it. Is our, is our last episode the one that's from the van yeah nice yeah so the episode the episode before this is the one that's in the van so if you're dropping in for the first time check out episode 29 to to hear about the bellingham it's show got all the staggers and and ruckus on that show yeah yeah that's a cool that's a cool episode so anyway the next show after that is going to be december 8th and that's at lost lake with right? fistfight with fistfight yeah. they're doing a uh they're doing a, a pantera tri- like a dime bag tribute oh no shit yeah so well they're not going to be doing all pantera songs but they're going to be doing some Pantera songs. Oh, I'm fucking stoked. I think we should reach out to them and see what they're doing. And if they're not already doing it, I think we should do Cowboys from Hell. What? Wait, what? So they thought they were doing Pantera. They're doing a couple Pantera songs. They're not doing a whole set of them. So, like, we should hit them up, ask them what they're doing, and if they're and if they're not doing Cowboys from Hell, we should do that. <laughs> if we're gonna go tit for tat on a Pantera song. We got to do something off of metal magic. Their first record. <laughs> I can't do those, uh, those screams that Phil and Salmo used to do. Well, I can't fit into that. <laughs> My hair ain't big enough, man. Uh, oh yeah, dude. That, that's when they're like a, like a glam metal band. Right? Yeah. Diamond Daryl, man. Yep. Diamond Daryl. Holy shit. Uh, that was Pantera they, fucking rules. That, yeah, they're <laughs> awesome. But that's before they started listening to Exhorter and uh, started sounding like the Pantera that we know today. 
what else? What else? What else? I think that's actually really all the news besides the fact that we're the stuff that's except for the stuff that's unconfirmed. Oh, yeah, except for the stuff that's unconfirmed. Right. Yeah. 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 So that's all the news for today. Uh, Real quick, want to give a shout out to our sponsors, Evergroove Studios. The motherfucking podcast is brought to you by Evergroove Studios in Evergreen, Colorado, where we are uh, really sending all the Patreon money. (laughs) That's seriously true. We're going to be turning out a whole bunch of stuff up there. Really exciting. We've got we've got tons of ideas for songs and videos that we're going to be doing up there. It's world-class studio, solar-powered, uh, state-of-the-art equipment, and like really cool old amps and organs and all sorts of stuff. It's just a it's a wonderful environment. If you're in a band and you want to you want to record something that you're going to be really proud of, go up to Evergroove, work with Brad and Ethan. They're fantastic guys. It's all Typhoon. Uh, Rocket Space Rehearsal Studios. Hi Kate. Here in Denver, Colorado. Hi Kate. That's where uh, we go make the jammy jam. Uh, Mutiny Information Cafe. This is a mutiny transmission. Mutiny Information Cafe is a bookstore, record store. It's a it's a deli. It's a sandwich. It's a uh, it's a pizza parlor. It's a subway. It's not a subway. It's a Chick Fil A. No, it's a Chick Fil A. It's a bookstore, record store, coffee shop comic book store it's it's pretty much the coolest place in the city of denver and they do podcasts and live events they do live podcasts there they do live comedy there it's so cool they have bands play there it's yeah. just it's just a neat place and it's all ages alcohol free we did a i put the show together with damien my brother oh yeah and brent from uh, arena divorce and gordo from granny tweed how was that show and uh johnny rat rocks it was fucking awesome man yeah Let's that lineup. <laughs> yeah, that's a solid lineup. It's a solid ass lineup. Uh, let's see, Matula Plumbing. Matula. Uh, your number two is our number one priority. Uh, shit rolls downhill. Don't be at the bottom, and your shit is our bread and butter. I think that's you got to tell Jerry all those, by the way. Oh, he'll love them. Yeah. Uh, stay tuned for the theme song from Matula Plumbing, Master of Poopers by MF Ruckus, <laughs> which yeah. will be getting recorded here soon. Uh, oh, I forgot to tell you this. I just thought of this out of nowhere. I'm, did I tell you I'm going out and doing some monolith gigs? I don't know. Yeah, I'm going to I'm going out to San Diego and L.A. Um, this month. This month? Yeah. Uh, October. Oh, I know it reminded me of it. Uh so October 26th and 27th, I'll be at, uh, I'll be at Boar's Crossing in, uh, Carlsbad, California. And then the next night I'm going to be in LA somewhere, but I'll have more information about that. The end of October. Yeah. End of October. I'm going up to do some, which day, things. what, which day in October? It's the end of the month. Why? The 30th. What? No. Why? It's my birthday. The 30th, your birthday. Oh, that's right. Now, I'll be here for your birthday. And then Sarah and I are going to go to the Naked Hippie Hot Springs and walk around naked and see and see Hippie Beaver. It's going to be great. Hippie Beaver, like big, big, fat hippie guys, they have uh, dreaded pubes as well, especially the old guys. <laughs> they have just silver dreads hanging from their bush. You do guys, you guys do like your naked spot. Dude, we, it's beautiful. I'm telling you, it's the Garden of Eden. Like, if you can get over the fact that there's naked hip, old hippies everywhere, that it, it is the, it's the fucking Garden of Eden, man. It's the most beautiful place. I'm not even going to say the name of it because I don't want to drive too much traffic there, mm-hmm. but it's, a, it's amazing. It's beautiful. Um, yeah, who else? How much uh, is, how much is it to get in? 
it's not that expensive. That makes sense. Nobody has a wallet. Well, but you, but you have to, you have to pay a membership fee. So basically you, or not a membership fee, like you make a donation. Where do like, they keep their wallets? In their butt cracks, in their ham wallets. Uh, <laughs> in their ham wallets? <laughs> in their prison wallets. Oh. Um, Brought to you by Nug Nation. Uh, yeah, so we're here at the Nug Nation Studios, one of our other sponsors, uh, the Nug Nation. Pound for pound, the best stop-motion, weed-related, animated comedy in the whole widest of worlds. And, of course, uh, the 35 brave souls who uh, sustain us through a monthly contribution at patreon.com slash mfruckus. Thank you so much, guys. We appreciate you. Uh, yeah, let's... Uh, yeah, let's move on and do some commentary. Let's move on. Okay, so the one we're going to do this week, I'm actually still to this day pretty proud of this song. Um, this song was off the Psychobabble album, which I'm not proud of. It's not, a, it's like kind of when we were going through a phase where we were listening to a lot of SOD and MOD and Anthrax and stuff like that. And we were trying to do the like thrash metal hardcore thing, but we weren't that good at it. Um, but we did, we did go record with, uh, Dave Otero, who was in the band Cer- uh, Cerberus and, uh, and ended up going on to open uh, Flatline Audio and is is one of the best studio um, metal producers and engineers in the country. Um, but this was this was kind of early on in his career. He did a bunch of cephalic stuff, too. I think he did Lucid Interval, um, which is arguably the best cephalic carnage album ever made. Um, but yeah, so he did this album, and the first song at the front of it is a song called Prelude to Carnage and this first one, song off the record. And this one off was the CD. it was it was a lot of fun to write. Um, it I wrote I wrote it so that everybody in the band sang. So basically it just rotated around parts and it, it had this this meter to it that was like that was the, the whole thing I was going for. So I wrote a syllable for each the snare hit essentially right and uh it would just pass around like i would sing a line then logan would sing a line then uh stag would sing a line and brandon would sing a line and it would rotate around like that so it was so a lot you, of fun so you and logan are the only guys from this version of the band right that are still in the band still yeah in the band. uh and the cover for this is actually pretty cool dave brocky from guard did yeah. that cover which is pretty That's neat pretty sick uh so yeah this is prelude to carnage off the psychobabble album in three Two, one. Oh, we had this joke here where, uh, yeah, we had this joke here where, um, we would sing along with this part and go, Here we go, it's the fourth year freshman show. Everybody raise your glass, it's time to fucking kick some ass. It's not on the it's not on the recording, but we would do that shit live. Pretty cool. See, and then we just like bless Jordan's heart. But Jordan was not the most amazing guitar player in the world. 
but super creative, super goofy, super fun, super inventive. And you know, we just weren't super tight, but it's neat. Yeah, it's a fun record. Yeah. Oh yeah, and I was totally trying to do that like heavy hardcore vocal thing. <laughs> hardcore guys. Man, this song's actually pretty cool. Yeah. Let's bring it back. And set fire to your village or city or town. Come on everybody, let's see your war face. Come on everybody, let's destroy this place. <laughs> Yeah, man. So everybody in the band singing, even the drummer singing on. Everybody sang on. Live too. Uh, I don't think Brandon did it. Actually, maybe I would put the mic in Brandon's face when we would do it live. We didn't do this song a ton live. All right. Uh, yeah, load ins at five. And uh, how many vocals you got across the front? Uh, everybody needs their own vocals, please. I, I we we tried a couple of times to get Brandon his own mic, but. If he tried to sing and play drums at the same time, it didn't always work out. No, Man. Not bad. I'll take it, man. It's not bad. Like this part. Yeah, I like that part too. Oh, little Logan. Oh, you know who else we listened to a lot of this time was Spaz. You ever listened to Spaz before? Spaz is this power violence band from the uh, power violence the Bay Area. You know, like just real fast stuff where it's like, like they're one of those type of bands. They're, in my opinion, they're like the best power violence band. I love fucking so we were listening to them a lot, so we, we made those voices a lot of the times. Pretty cool. That's pretty cool. That's pretty cool. So that's... Um, that goes into the next song, huh? Yeah, and then it goes right into the next song. That song is so stupid. <laughs> that next song is so stupid. It's like, it was my first crack at like trying to do like a political song because it was like <laughs> right around, it was like right around 9-11. It was seriously like I wrote it right after 9-11. And it was, it was basically uh, about all the religious dickheads that were... Um, that were saying that 9-11 was caused by gay people and stuff like that. You remember that when like there was, there was like televangelists who were going on TV. Like who was the guy that Larry Flint went after? Was it Jimmy Swagger? You know who I'm talking about, right? The, the pre, have you ever seen the people versus Larry Flint? Maybe once. I can't remember the fucking guy's name. It's anyway, I don't suggest myself to that smut. He was, he was one of those, uh, he was one of those televangelist fucking assholes. Go on. And he was saying that, uh, he was saying that 9-11 was caused by gay people and shit. So I wrote this song that was like, just like, you don't speak for me and you don't speak for God. And, and I was like, but I was a little fucking. That's, that's the same voice as Dick Richards. Dude, I was a little suburban kid, like a little white suburban kid. I didn't know anything about politics. So I didn't know how to write a song like that. And I wasn't like. 
it's just idiotic. And, and well, you just had feelings. I couldn't. I couldn't come up with a and name a for the song. Well, I couldn't come up with a name for the song. So Jordan and I are at rehearsal, and he's just like, uh, "Let's call it carpet." And like he just pointed to the ground to the carpet and was like, "Let's call it carpet." That's it. And so on there, it's listed as carpet by fourth year freshmen. God damn it! It's so bad, dude. Like, you talk about like. Like when we've listened to like old uh, road crew stuff and you get kind of embarrassed about it, that's definitely <laughs> like the type of stuff. Let's I'm call like, it carpet. <laughs> Jesus. All right. Uh, well, let's hold on. We're going to take a second and then uh, yeah, I, want you, to, I want you to tell the story of uh, that you told the story of the story you told Damien. Okay, so one fun thing from... There you go, burping in the fucking mic again. God, I'm disgusting. Uh, acid reflux for the so, dirty 30th episode. <laughs> for the dirty 30th acid reflux episode. Um, so while we were on the tour, uh, I started telling your brother about the front lines of Good Times story. And what a story. Because he was curious about it. And I won't go into the whole thing on here because obviously I don't want to ruin it for anybody. I suggest that... Uh, we get you talking about that story the way you told it to Damien for the Patreons. That's a really good idea. Because you tell it so well. That's a really good idea. We can, in fact, maybe uh, we could just do it interview style and I'll tell you some of the, yeah, we'll do that as a bonus episode for sure. Um, so we, one thing that was super fun on the trip was when we were driving around in the Seattle area, you know, we had a couple longer drives, you know, we had a couple like longer, well, 16 hours, then no, 25 I'm hours. I'm talking about like the, the ones in Seattle where we had like, you know, it was an hour and a half from uh, oh. Newcastle to Bremerton or gotcha. something like that, you know? So there were, so on some of the longer drives, well, not longer drives, but on some of the, some of the like hour, hour and a half drives, you know, we'd get to talking up front and your brother asked me, about the story for the comic, which is a good story. So we're driving from Newcastle to Bremerton and your brother asked me about it. So I start telling him chapter one and I tell him the whole story of, or uh, I tell him the whole story of part one. So that's chapters one through 12. And I give him the whole breakdown on it. And he's listening to it going, so wait, but then what? No way. Really? That's what happened. So why did my brother sound like Jimmy G? I, I, I don't, well, he does kind of sound like that. Doesn't he? No, he doesn't. He doesn't sound. That's a horrible Damien impression. <laughs> he's just like, what? No, for real. No. Is yeah, that better? That's a little better. That's a little better. Cause uh, he's, he's use a Jimmy G one. Yes. Well, so, so I start, uh, I start telling him this and I get through the whole first part yeah. and I start in to like, tell him the second part and he's like, no, wait, save it. Tell, tell it to me later. And then the next day we had an hour drive. We had an hour drive and I told him the entire second part and then teased the third one. And then the next day we were on another long drive. He said, and I save it. Yeah, and he said, save final, it. Yeah, the final and one's coming tomorrow. So we got to be, I spread out the telling of the story over three days. And that was like, that was super fun. Man. I think you should do the same thing for our dear patrons. Yeah, I think, I think I'm going to do that. It was pretty cool. So we'll spread that over three episodes. I'll, I'll give basically a synopsis of what the entire story is about. Cause I am going to write it. I think I'm just going to write it as a, just like as a novel, like a, a short novel. Uh, so 
That's the end of the episode. That's the end of the episode. I, I would say we need to get to practice, but we're not practicing tonight. Yeah. And uh, Space I would, is canceled, isn't it? Yeah. Do you think that Mike at Larimer Lounge misses us? Should we go see him? I, he's probably closed by now. Mm. But I do miss him. I do miss him. Shout out to Mike from uh, from Larimer Lounge. Hey, we're going to close out with, uh, for the one for the homies this week, I picked... The Stoned Evergreen Travelers. We played with them yeah. at the Splatterhouse Ruckus in Seattle. Um, our friend Misha is in that band, who is also in Witchburn, and who is also on the cover of one of the Zero Down records. Um, yeah, uh, really great musician, really great group of people. They just played the other night at Bar Bar, and we missed them. Oh. I had to work, so I couldn't, I couldn't go see them. But, uh, man, I, I heard they had a great show. I hope they had a good time at Bar Bar. We love you guys. And, uh, man, next time you guys come through Denver, let's do a show. Let's, I don't know, let's set you up something cool. We would love to do that. Well, so cool. Well, here's, this, here's a song from Stoned Evergreen Travelers. And uh, thank you guys all for listening to our 30th episode. And yeah. especially thank the patrons for keep on doing what you guys are doing. Yeah, man. Uh Thanks, guys. Uh, Thanks for listening to the motherfucking podcast. I'm Aaron. I'm Tony. And uh, sayonara.
You're listening to a Mutiny Transmission. You can find more podcasts, videos, books, comics, and records online at mutinyinfocafe.com. Or just stop in the store in Denver and have a coffee sometime. 